Hello and welcome to the Run With Ellie live show, the show that brings you stories from your everyday runners to professional athletes and other specialists in the running community who all share a common passion for the sport. I'm your host, Coach Allie. I hope my podcast can help you change the way you live and the way you move so in the long run, you're able to live a sustainable and healthy lifestyle that you deserve. The purpose of this podcast is to promote the love of running. Throughout my experience speaking with the individuals in the running community, I've found that many of us seek acceptance and relatability in some way, shape, or form. On Run With Alley Live, I tie together the common pain points and solutions through the stories told by the special guests on the show. Each individual has a unique running journey and shares how running impacts the mind and body in the sport and outside of it, both mentally and physically. So stop being so hard on yourself. Tune in right here weekly for new motivational episodes with special guests to inspire you to change your life for the long run. Thank you once again for joining us on Run With Ally Live. Please don't forget to support the show and our special show guests by clicking on the subscribe button in Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you choose to listen to the show on. Hi, everyone. This is Run With Ally Live. It is Tuesday, June 7th, and I cannot believe we are already into June. Can you, Alyssa? No, but I'm so happy about it. Oh my gosh, me too. We love that summer running, don't we? Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, And, you know, before I introduce Alyssa formally to those of you who are returning to the podcast, please do not forget to subscribe to the show so I could bring on our special show guest every week. And to those of you that are new listening, welcome to the show. Please subscribe. So without further ado, we are speaking with Alyssa Slisi today. She is, wow, a former colleague of mine. And now I want to say very, I don't like the word recreational, but a very leisurely runner gone elite runner. And she is an exceptional marathoner. And I'm really, really excited to just talk with her and hear about her journey. So Alyssa, welcome. Thanks, Allie. Always love our chats and talking. Always love them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I would love for you to just tell the listeners on here a little bit about yourself and, you know, how you got into distance running. Sure. Yeah. So um, it's funny. I've always like identified with running since I was a little kid, but I never like got into it competitively until my senior year of high school. Um, I ran on the winter track team, and I was like, I really like I I love this. However, um didn't pursue it through college. And then when I graduated, um, from Manhattan college in 2015, um, I started to like pick it up again. And then it kind of just like snowballed, um, because I then started working full time. So I would try to squeeze like all the runs that I was doing sporadically throughout the day when I like didn't have a job yet into one, cause now I was working. Um, and so what is that like seven years ago? So just since then I, I just kind of like been adding the miles, adding the miles. And it became more of like a very significant thing in my life. Um, it led to like healthier habits. Um, and then I, I found myself like getting pretty good at it. Um, cause I mean, you know, as you know, the more you do something, you know, hopefully the better you get. Um, and so it led to certain things in my life. I decided to get my uh, personal training cert, which is where I met you um, back in 2018, well, 2017 really. And, but I have to interrupt you for a sec. When I met you, first of all, you were like the sweetest person at Equinox. You were the only other runner I knew as a trainer, which was amazing. And 
I recall you saying you just leisurely ran eight miles a day, no speed work, nothing. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was very like the same thing almost every day. Um, there really wasn't any cross training, no speed work, um, no intervals, no, not like it was just go run the same pace distance pretty much every day. Sometimes like the occasional, like, Oh, maybe I'll do 13 miles, you know, on this Sunday, but it was, it was like the same. So there was not much was changing. Um, and then fast forward a few years, I was introduced to my first coach and he introduced me to like speed work and, you know, tempo runs, whatever. Um, and then COVID happened and, uh, it was without a coach for a little bit. It was a, that was such a weird time, just like 2020 mm-hmm. in general with racing and running. Yeah. And then last It'll, it'll almost be a year, like last July. Um, uh, this family that lives uh, in the neighborhood that I, you know, would run in every day, um, they had been like, I guess, following me a little bit with like, because so, I really wasn't racing a lot. And then I guess the few recent ones that I had done, they they saw uh, my times. And uh, they actually stopped my mom first. And they were like, does your daughter have a coach? Because we know somebody. And, you know, we would love to introduce them, you know, if she's interested. And obviously I was, I was very open to it. Um, and, uh, I've been with that coach. His name is Mike since, uh, last July. So it'll like almost be a year. And he just totally changed my life. Like in terms of the different workouts, um, like you and I had talked about before, like fueling and hydration, like I never did any of that, um, before him. And then when he was training me for Boston, he was like, okay, so like these are gels and you need to take one before and one during and depending. And I, you know, at first I was like, no, I don't like, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. Just very like not open to it. And then he's like, no, like, like you, like this is going to enhance your performance. You need to like, it's not healthy without it. Same thing with like hydrating during a run. Like I never did that. Um, and he was like, look, these are just the little tweaks that we need to do. He referred to it as like, we're going for the low hanging fruit that's what we did for Boston. And then, um, just like since then, he's just introduced me to so many wonderful things and definitely improved. in um, you know, the, the few races that I've done recently and, um, I'm definitely seeing like progress. So I'm super happy with it. Um, but yeah, how I got into running, it really was just like, Oh, a few miles here. Oh, a little bit more, a little bit more, you know, and you were a huge part of that story. Cause like you said, at equinox it was just like i run miles a day and that was it you know but yeah yeah but look how things evolve and you know it's so funny because i guess i'm speaking more from a coach standpoint here but the runners i coach the ones that are you know running first time marathons or going for boston uh i guess a lot of it is from personal experience and a lot of it's from credentials you name it but as you know training is like maybe a quarter of the marathon nutrition and recovery sleep, just allowing your body to recover from the stress of training is like what will make your race on race day. And just, I love what you said about taking these fuels and practicing them during your training, because it sounds like those did wonders for you. Um, I would love to hear about, you know, maybe the first time you incorporated fuel properly and how that affected a recent marathon you ran. Absolutely. So one of my favorite things to reflect back on actually is I think it was like my last long run before Boston. So I did the the Boston 21, which took place Columbus day. Um, 
but so like two weeks beforehand, I had my last long run. It was like a 20 miler. And my coach was like, all right. So, so actually the, the guy who introduced me to my coach, he came down to um, my work and handed me like a packet of gels, just very, very generous guy, like just to a fault, just too nice. Always made sure that I had what I needed. Um, and he was like, Mike, really, it, he's, he, he needs you to, to do, you know, the, the fuel and the high, you know, hydration, like, please, like, this is for like, you know, every run, but like your long run, make sure you take one before, you know, maybe in one during, you know, and the, we were starting lightly. Some people will take more than that for a 20 miler, but I was like, all right, we'll start with that. And I remember on that run, um, <laughs> I was like, cause there was speed work incorporated. So I feel like. I took the second gel at like mile 15, maybe in his cliff bar, like double espresso. So it had like the, the caffeine and I, my mom was with me on the bike to hand me my electrolytes. And I remember <laughs> being like, this is great. This doesn't even feel like a 20 mile run. Oh my God. And whether it's psychological or like totally just physical or not, it made such a difference in that last long run. And then of course, because of it put me in a good place leading up to Boston, when I was running Boston, I, I, I had, uh, three of them. I was like, it, it almost gave me like, like a sense of like, um, like safety. I'm like, all right, I'm going to be fine because I'm going to have my gels and it's going to, it's going to feel just, just going to feel easier. Not that it like is, but it, it does give you a sense of like, you probably felt more confident and just like, you know, you trust, you trusted your training. Cause you're like, I did that. Wow. Yeah. I felt like that. So what's going to be different today? Maybe the weather, but I can't control that. Yeah. Exactly. So it's, it's funny cause it's such, it's such like a, you know, and it, this could be like such like, you know, they're, they're gels, but because of they're almost new to my life, I'm like, wow, the, like, I'm just still so excited about just doing, you know, just being a runner the proper way. And what is the proper way? I think it's just looking out for your body and, you know, so they're, I mean, they're so important and, um, yeah, just, so thankful for all these little things that get thrown my way. No. Yeah. I mean, and I'm so excited for you because the more like, forgive me if this is something you don't already know, but the more you start implementing those year over year, your body's going to just acclimatize, to, you know, getting used to that training your gut and just probably burning through glucose a little slower. Cause you've already been fat adaptive. You've already been running in a fasted state before that. So that's kind right. of to your benefit in a weird way. Um, and I know your endurance base just by knowing you. So that leads me to my next question for you. Um, so you are a 250 marathoner to 251. Yeah. Same thing. So very fast marathon runner currently. And, you know, for the listeners on here, um, you know, we have aspiring first time marathoners, marathoners, people looking to BQ, you're an inspiration to these people. And, to myself. So I would love to hear in your buildup and it's fine if you don't have one thing, what do you think was pivotal to really helping you push through to the next level, like running a sub three marathon? You know, I think at the time and this, this could be so, uh, this might even be a little embarrassing to say out loud, but I think, um, having like the vision in my head of maybe getting the OTQ meant like, okay, let's chip away at this time. Cause then you're one step closer to that. And then like just picturing that celebration, really manifesting those things, even Boston, like 
manifesting like how amazing it's going to be at the finish line at the Boston Marathon, which is, you know, you and I can agree on this. I think the best marathon in the world, most historic, just it's, it's Boston. Um, so I think at the time, you know, it, it was that, um, and, you know, now since they've made the OTQ standard, uh, more difficult, it's still something that I would like to aspire to do. Is it on, you know, am, am I like, Oh, I'm going to make 2024. Like, I don't think so. Like it, it's definitely something that I want to work towards in my thirties, the next, you know, 10, 12 years of my running career. But I've also learned not to be so like hard on myself. Like, okay, now I have to get my time to, it's like, be realistic, like set realistic expectations right now. It's like work on, you know, going sub 250 and getting in, you know, in the two forties and, and seeing what happens and take it from there. It's, um, but yeah, that's, that's really, it's just manifesting things and like picturing the end line is what, what's huge for me. I love that. Cause everyone has such a different strategy and that's super helpful to know, like, first of all, amazing goal. You can get it. I'm just going to say that I believe in you. It's great not to put too much pressure on one race, but the beauty about the marathon is anything can happen on race day within reason, of course, yeah. but if you're feeling like super freaking good and you want to push it the last 10 K go for it. You know, I mean, and a lot of that comes down to taking care of yourself during your training, practicing, you know, your proper thresholds and your runs and yeah, nutrition. Um, so to dive into a little bit about that and you could say as much or as little as you want, uh, and I'm happy to share a little, you know, I had a very big eating problem, um, personally before I went into coaching like fully. And I just was, I had a bad relationship with food and I loved looking skinny and I thought it would make me faster, but then it broke me like literally. And I yeah. know you saw like, you kind of just, yes, it tore it, me down mentally. It was just like, that <laughs> had its own silver lining, but yes. Um, it took me a while to kind of learn how important fueling was for performance and that you can't have a weight loss goal while also running for performance in a marathon. So to the listeners on here, you could run a marathon and finish it in five hours and try to lose weight. Amazing goal, but it's different than if you're trying to push a sub four, a sub three or a sub three thirty. Uh, you have to fuel your body to do that. So yeah, I mean, are you know, I, I would just love your take on like fueling food, fueling during your long runs and just anything you'd recommend to any of the listeners on here to just get the point across that, you know, oh, yeah. nutrition is pretty important. It's it, to me, I believe that it's the number one, because like you and I've talked about this before, like if you're going to go on a road trip with a Porsche 911, like, you know, you've got to put premium gasoline, like, you know, it's the same thing with our bodies and distance running. Um, you can't, you know, expect to under fuel or, you know, even, even overeating, like you need to find the proper way to fuel your body for performance, um, for, you know, so many reasons health wise. Um, and you know, at look at the end of the day, like the way we look is one thing, but if you're going for, you know, a certain time or if this is for sport, like it's all going to follow suit. It's, it's the most important thing. And you need to listen to your body. 
Um, there was a time where I was cutting out animal protein really for like ethical reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just didn't, it didn't work for my body. I was losing so much muscle mass. Um, wasn't getting the quality workouts in. Um, and then I, you know, within the past year decided to incorporate animal protein again. And for my body personally, because every body is different, um, that has worked well for me. Um, I always make sure that I get, you know, the right amount of carbs in if, you know, long run speed work is happening the next day. Don't overdo it. Cause you also, you know, you don't want to overdo anything. It's just the proper amounts listening to your body, just making sure like, what do I have to do to have a solid workout in the morning? Um, and yeah, just getting that quality workout in and having a good relationship with food, a great relationship with food is so significant in, you know, any endurance sport, right? Because back to the analogy with the car, it's, it, that's how we're going to get our energy. And if we don't have the energy, we can't perform. So it's, you know, it's all related. It's all relative. Yes. Yes. And carbs, proteins, healthy fats, amazing. And also just like, it's okay to have a cookie, everyone. Like it's more than okay. If you're marathon training every night, just so I'm just letting everybody know, like every single night I, I get home from work. I love that. Almond milk and a few cookies. And it is like, look, I'm not promoting sugar here, but guess what? Sometimes no, you should. We listen, we're training for marathons here. We need it. We need that sugar. You need that joy in your life somewhere. We work so hard. It's, you know, can't, it's look, I'm not saying eat the whole sleeve, but allow yourself certain things. It's just having, having that good balance with food. It's, it's key, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you said it before too, like, why do the elite athletes look like they do? Like I know Sarah Hall, I mean, I love her. She, she has Teflour in her chocolate pancakes that Ryan Hall makes her every morning. Cause she posted on social media yeah. and I'm like, she needs that fuel and you know, she burns it through her workout and I'm sure she has cookies too. Who works harder than Sarah Hall? I'm that's a good question. She's beast mode. <laughs> the beast. Yeah. And, you know, looks like, I mean, if that's not a role model, right. You're a role model, Alyssa. Don't come on. Let's be real. Let's be real. Um, to li the listeners on here, when I met Alyssa, she, I don't think you ran a marathon yet, did you? No, no. No. So, so she had not run a marathon, was leisurely running for, you know, health, mentally, physically, just because it's good for you. Um, and then what was your first marathon time? I have to share. That, that was Long Island. That was 302. Oh, and you won that marathon. Yeah, but yeah, so that was, was fun, you know, first marathon yes. when it, I got the BQ, it was, it was just, it was just very fun. It was a good day. It was a yeah. day, pouring rain, but I did everything I wanted to, you know, set out to do that day. Um, yeah. And, you know, a huge message I do want to get across to everyone here is it's not about Alyssa's time that, you know, of course, that's inspiring that she, you know, won the race. But um, and Alyssa, sorry for talking about and about you in the third person here. But um, you, like Alyssa built year over year her miles without even realizing it. She didn't just dive into the marathon with zero training. So you had a pretty good base going into it. And right. for anybody on here, understand that if you want to be like Alyssa and go for a 302, that is amazing. But you've got to build your base year over year. You can't just jump into a 20 mile long run for at first. So 
meet yourself where you're at in your training, work with a coach, work with the training group, whatever it is to train smart and make it fun. Yeah. And I don't know if you want to add anything onto that, but feel free. No, I agree. It's, it's definitely, you and I have talked about this before too. It's, um, cause I, I started like running on a regular basis in 2015. And the first thing that people always ask you is, are you going to do the mar- marathon? Are you going to run New York city? And, um, I was like, yeah, like eventually, like, like I'll get to the marathon, I'll get there. I didn't want to like commit to the marathon until I was ready to do it. Um, and I think that people should really, really consider that. Like, is this something that you're ready to commit to? Because this training, you're going to have to set out the time for it. It's not a joke. It's, you know, to, to run that distance, you want your body to be ready. Mm-hmm. Anyone who is going out to set those goals, just really be mindful of the time and energy that needs to be put into it and think about it. It's something that you really want. And if it is, you just go for it. I love that. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what your time is. Everyone's hard is hard. So Alyssa's hard might be the same as my hard, but it doesn't matter. We're all running the same race. So putting in that time so you don't get injured is, yeah, I think that's a really good point. I like that a lot. Yeah, absolutely. What, so question for you, um, what do you have to say about sleep during the marathon? Do you sleep extra a little bit? <laughs> Maybe yeah. a lot. So I, it's, you know, it's funny cause now it's, it's been quite a while since I've run a marathon and that's something that my coach and I have been discussing. Um, we're trying to peg one for, you know, September, October, but so it's really like last summer was the, was the last time I was training for a marathon. Um, and sleep. I just remember like when I was ready for bed, like I was like ready, like there was no like extra staying up and sleeping really well because it's summer. Um, but you know, getting up earlier to get the workout in before like the heat of the day. So yeah, like if you don't get like the sleep and the nutrition, I think go hand in hand. Like if one is off, like, your training is going to be off. So it is so important to make sure you get the quality sleep. I, I feel like last summer I had like the best sleeps of my life. Like when I'm training. Oh my God. Same like nine hours. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's a lot, but like, <laughs> I know, I know. I just, you know, I mean, right. Everyone's different. That just goes to say like my body needed that, like it needed Your that. Body, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I was like, am I 12 years old or like 32 here? So, you know, it's all good. <laughs> same thing. Same thing. It's all good. All... Same thing. We are 12. Yes. Yes. You know, if you're marathon training, you could, you could sleep. So sleep. Cause that's when your muscles do the most recovery anyway. So. Yeah. Yes. So, um, what is one, I know we've given so much advice here, but what's a tip of advice you'd give to someone that, you know, came up to you and they were like, Alyssa, I saw you run Boston. I really want to run it. What advice do you have to give me? For anybody. So this is, this is Boston. Um, the Boston marathon, the Boston marathon. Um, I would say just (laughs) when it gets tough, just keep going. Um, incorporate as many Hills as you can into your workouts and your long runs. Um, and I think you should run Boston because of the feeling you get running course is like nothing you'll ever experience in your life. Um, and yeah, just 
train your ass off, commit, and, you know, picture yourself, you know, running through that finish line. I mean, there's nothing like it, but yeah, I mean, get ready for the hills, you know, it's not going to be easy, but the reward at the end is greater than all the pain you experience during the training, during the actual race. It's, it's Boston. It's the best. That's great advice. Uh, anyone listening on here, I hope you check Alyssa out on Instagram, even though she's not big on social media, which is fine, but you could see all of her wonderful stuff and you could, you know, direct message her, but be mindful of her time as well. Um, Alyssa, after you crossed the finish line, how did you feel when you got that 251? Like what, like, yeah, yeah. everything. I want to hear it. I was so happy because Boston was my third marathon. Um, it had been, I guess, two years since I ran Philadelphia. So Philly was my second and in Philly, I ran 259. Um, and that was without any fueling like I didn't eat anything before the marathon nothing during not a sip of water or anything during Philly and it just goes to show like so look Boston which is such a hard course I did that with the proper training fueling hydration sleep like nutrition everything was on and it was a much hotter day Philadelphia it was raining and cool Boston it was pretty humid this past uh Columbus day for that race um, and I, to PR by that much, um, I was so happy, but I reflect on how Philadelphia was such a miserable experience for me. Like, even though I didn't run that course as fast, it felt so much harder. I almost didn't finish several times. Um, but Boston, like feeling pretty strong throughout the entire thing, um, the hills got me a little bit at the end. Like I have piriformis syndrome on and off. So like it definitely kicked in at the end um, of Boston. However, I, I, I felt strong like the whole time. So to have that feeling of, you know, feeling strong and then seeing that time reflect it being like, wow, I was so much more prepared for this. Um, so that made that PR like all that much sweeter. Um, and then finishing, I just remember, <laughs> being like oh I just can't wait for a yellow Gatorade it's gonna be so <laughs> yeah oh my gosh like because you're like so dehydrated you probably have like salt everywhere you know what I mean like yeah, absolutely and it's like that's like the one time where I'm like you know Gatorade it's not the best for us but after that race after you cross like give me that Gatorade like right now it's all good yes yes that's so funny oh my gosh I was the same way in San Diego like two times like the first time I ran it that's all I wanted was a Gatorade I just remember like standing up against the wall like yes <laughs> listen to your body if it wants Gatorade have it yes exactly um I love that and oh so one last question um why did you say yes to being on the run with Ali live podcast today well for one I always love talking with you um and you know honestly Ali I don't get to talk running that much anymore in my day-to-day -day. um I'm not in the fitness industry full-time anymore I just do personal training on the side before I get into work not with roadrunners anymore I work for my parents in their uh, restaurants so when I do talk running it's it's not like this um and so I just really look forward to like you know talking talking running with you and it's it's always a good time and you know we're talking about me but I'm you know always 
finding myself blown away by your continued success. And it's nice, you know, knowing you for, I guess, almost five years now. Um, and just seeing the progress that you've made, you know, from the time that I've met you, it's, uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I have to say the same about you. Like literally you blow me away. I was screaming for you in the RBC half. I don't know if you heard me, but I was like, literally like when you were coming out of prospect park, I was like, Alyssa. I mean, there was so many people there. Roberto was right there too. He's great. He's I so great. Yeah. Did hear you. That was, Oh my God. That was the soupiest day I've ever it looked brutal, but Hey, you know, you look strong. Everyone looks strong in the front. And then like, like it hurt though it definitely hurt yeah. <laughs> like it looked like i felt for you like i was like "Ooh, this is tough weather we yeah. looked like we like jumped like in the ocean like the, everyone at the finish line was drenched it was oh it was so nasty my, my my parents came and uh on the drive home i get like my dad like really wanted to talk to me just like about <laughs> the, like uh, just like other things and i my i no matter how much I look, I took in hydration at every stop. I was so dehydrated. My stomach was a knot. I was like, I just need to go home. Like, wow. Yeah. Like it was a tough day, but yeah, I, I love that you were there cheering and with Roberto who's so awesome. He's so, yeah. He was on my podcast the other week. I know. Loved that That's one. So funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, no, but you know, thank you. And you know, I'm just, I can't wait to see you grow. I know you're only getting started and you should do Chicago because I'll be running it too. And then you could, I could try to chase you. <laughs> I'd love to do Chicago. I think it's too late for me though, right? I think it's closed. Yeah, but like, you know, maybe. I definitely do want to do it eventually because of, I think it's fast and I mean, Chicago is awesome. It is a fast course, but if the weather sucks, the weather sucks. I, that's <laughs> a marathon, right? <laughs> it's that, that is a marathon. Yes, that is a marathon. And also congratulations on your most recent half PR, by the way. Thank you, Allie. Appreciate it. Hopefully the next one isn't so soupy like we were saying. But we'll oh yeah, that was wild. But, you know, yeah. hey, you did it. So, Thank yeah. You. And you're an inspiration. And to is there anything you want to leave um, the listeners on here with just a few little inspirational words from a really good runner like yourself? You know, I think this goes for whether, you know, you're into running or not. Um, I just say like whatever your, your craft is or your passion, um, just give it a hundred percent and you'll be good at it. Put the time in and, you know, you can come elite at anything, whether, you know, it's baking or, or running, just whatever you do. I think give it your all. Baking. Oh, I like, I like that. Uh, <laughs> listen, it's not a bad thing to do, especially if you like cookies, but you gotta just, you know, yeah, I'm, I wish I was. I, that would be that would be dangerous if I was a good baker. But look, whatever your passion is, whether it's running or not, like get, give it your all, and you know you'll be good at it. That's great advice. Thank you so much, and thank you for just joining me on here today. It's always a pleasure talking to you, and I can't wait to see you grow and see what you do next. Thanks so much, Allie. Always a pleasure talking with you, and thank you so much for having me. Of course, and. To everyone on the show, Alyssa's information is going to be in the show notes. So please be mindful of her time when you reach out to her. And other than that, I'll see you at the same time, same place next week with a new special guest. Thanks so much. Thanks, Allie. Bye. Don't forget to become a member on my website to get updates on my weekly new special episodes on the show, sharing fun running feats, training methodologies, and all things running related to help you keep your running fun. 
Reference the link in the show notes to become a member of the Run With Alley community so you can connect with other like-minded individuals who love running just as much as you do. Again, do not forget to subscribe to the show by clicking the follow plus button Apple Podcasts or subscribing on whichever platform you're listening to the show on. Please leave a review under the episode in whichever directory you're listening to the show in so I can better provide you with the top-notch content I strive to deliver you week in and week out. Thank you again for listening to Run With Ally Live. If you are looking for the perfect solution to finish your first marathon injury-free, even if you've tried to get in shape in the past and failed, sign up and get access to your free 24-week program now by clicking in the link in the show notes under this episode. Sign up now. All you need to submit is your email, and I'll see you on the inside. Thank you so much for listening to Run With Ally Live. See you next time.